Napa know-how. If you know how to pick something up and put it in a bucket, you know how to save 20%. This week only, buy a Napa bucket for $2.99, fill it to the top, and boom, you're a savings genius. So hurry in and save, because the Napa 20% off deal ends soon. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, exclusions apply. Minimum three items. Offer available July 23rd through July 31st. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Climbing the Ivy on the Fan Sided Network. This is your host, Alex Pat, alongside my co-host, Adam McGinnis. We have another busy show for you tonight. We have started the second half of the 2018 MLB season. The Cubs have some wins, have some frustrating losses, but most concerning, they have some injuries. And we will talk about all that, as well as trade rumors, because those are always fun and a little bit of position player pitching. Also fun, also unique. But first, let's welcome in Adam McGinnis. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Just great, thanks. Good, good to hear. I'm glad you're great. So you're let's not, just you get liar. right into the show. Uh, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll admit it, I lied. I don't really care. Yeah, anyway. No, I don't care either. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Continue. Anyway. So let's just get right into the show. Uh, We have had one and three-fourths series while recording this show, even though one of those series was five games. Cubs took three of five against the Cardinals. It was a pretty tight series. A lot of the games were close. Uh, Some really good wins, some tough losses. But, you know, when you play a five-game series, you're going to see a little bit of both for the most part. And then they played the Arizona Diamondbacks. They lost the first two, but took the third game. They're going to play the finale the next day. So if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it the same day they're playing. But that's what we have so far. Been an up and down starts the second half. It's only been about a week. But again, the concerns lie with the injuries. And particularly right now, on top of you, Darvish, on top of Brandon Morrow, who we'll get to, it's Chris Bryant. He's having troubles with his shoulder again. He missed some time. He was on the DL due to shoulder soreness, feeling some discomfort again. Adam, I'm starting to get a little concerned about the shoulder uh, because it's a reoccurring injury, and that's always a little worrisome. So I don't know what your opinion is, but I'm starting to get a little worried about that. I'm not panicking, but I'm starting to worry a little bit. Oh, you should be. You should be panicking. You should be. Yeah, I... Anytime it's a reoccurring injury, that's a that's cause for concern, and the Cubs should probably play it safe with Chris Bryant if they think that uh, putting him on the DL is the best move, then that's what they should do. Uh, with Javi Baez playing the way he is right, hopefully he's okay too. I mean, he he played tonight, so I'm assuming he's good to go. Uh, with the well, way he he's did playing, have problems with the knee. He only pinch hit and was lifted for a pinch runner, so I don't know exactly how that knee is feeling. Yeah, but playing it all is is still a sign that you know it's not it's not uh, potentially uh, going to be you know derailing for his season. It, 
who knows how that right. shakes out. I, I, hopefully it's nothing too serious, but, um, you know, maybe Bryant just needs to miss, sit out a couple games and then he'll be good to go. But, you know, when it's the same injury coming back to bite you again, that's, I'm worried about it. So hope it ends up okay, but you know, I'm not going to hold my breath. And it's a shame that such a talented guy like Chris Bryant is going through really a lot of nagging injuries this year because he had the hit to the head. He's had the shoulder issues, but the shoulder issues keep coming back. Luckily it's nothing in the head, no concussion problems or anything like that. But still, you know, you're concerned when you have reoccurring injuries and you could tell that Bryant wasn't right when he was playing. He was still getting some singles. Uh, he hit like 250 with a 360-some on base in the 10 games after he came back from the DL. He was striking out a lot, though, and he was missing some pitches that he usually crushes, and he wasn't really driving the ball. He hit two home runs. One was kind of in garbage time. The other was in the first game he came back, but you didn't see him really hit a lot for power. He only had three extra base hits in those 10 days. You're used to seeing him hit more doubles and home runs. Even despite the singles, you could tell something wasn't completely there. Um, when you were watching him, did you notice a lot of things wrong too? Or do you think that's just me being overly concerned? Because I, I honestly thought I saw it. Just, it just, something didn't look right. No, I, you're right. Because Chris Bryant throughout you know, it, his short career has never had really long slumps. He has, no, he has, you know, little moments here and there where he goes cold for a little while, but he usually snaps out of it really quickly. And this year that hasn't been the case. He's had really long slumps and at times he just looks lost at the plate. He doesn't look like Chris Bryant. And so yeah, it makes sense to me that maybe something is physically not right with him. And I think that if rest is beneficial and you want to put him back on the DL, no doubt you have to bring David Bodie back up because so far this year in 20 games, he's slashing 310, 415, 452 with an OPS of 867. I've really liked what I've seen from David Bodie. Defense has looked really good. His hitting has looked good. The 25-year-old kid, he's obviously not better than Chris Bryant, but it's nice to have somebody be able to fill in, though it's not ideal that you have your superstar out for a long period of time. So would you say, he, would you say it's right nice to have him. some Bodie? Oh! All right. Um, I'm now taking applications for new co-host. Um, please send it to my boat. personal Twitter DM Bodie because... I do not tolerate that kind of behavior on this show. Yeah, well, you know what? I won't put any context on this, and we don't have to elaborate it on any any further than this, but I don't tolerate potato Wi-Fi. There, I said it. We don't need to go any deeper than that, but that's... Continue. So, yeah, uh, Chris Bryant, we want him to be healthy, and if him taking more time off is the key to that, then I think you just got to do it. It's really hard to kind of force your superstar to play if he's not 100%. And I mean, luckily, without Chris Bryant for a decent amount of time, without you Darvish since May, 
and not having Brandon Morrow so far in the second half, while your starting rotation hasn't been the most efficient and you're burning up your bullpen, they're still in first place. Not by a lot, but they're still in first place. You and I were talking about that earlier. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, you know, they've, they're at this point without having Darvish, with Anthony Rizzo being cold for a lot of the season and Chris Bryant being cold for a lot of the season. So obviously uh, Bryant being hurt does not make or break them. It would be huge if he could be healthy. But I don't know. The more we talk about it, the more I'm thinking, Chris, dude, just like pop a couple Advil before the game and, and tough through it, man. The Cubs need you, bud. Well, I don't know how he's feeling, so yeah, I, I can't. I, I don't know exactly what he's feeling. I'm not a doctor. I don't really know what his situation is here. Because if there is something legit wrong, then I don't want to risk any further injury. I really don't. The future for Chris Bryant is what's most important. And if they can stay afloat for a little while longer without him, then go ahead and do it. I've just, I'd really hate to see his season be completely derailed because of injury. It's freaky. I know it happens. It stinks. It it just it would stink as a fan to see. I know it so does stink. We'll just have to wait it, and see. I guess you know. Part of me thinks play it safe. If he's feeling discomfort, just wait until he feels a hundred percent again. But part of me also thinks just throw some ice on it, dude, and suck it up and play, please. Yeah. Uh, again. Probably not the latter. I guess the former. No, <laughs> I I would I would say no on that one. Um, but outside of Chris Bryant, we mentioned Javi Baez. Luckily, that was just a bruise. You Darvish, there's a lot going on there because right now he's throwing off a mound, or I don't know if he's throwing off a he's not throwing off a mound, but they're talking about him throwing off a mound in St. Louis. He has been throwing just on flat surface. He was playing catch at Wrigley Field the other day, so that's a sign that he's at least having some baseball activity, which is a good sign. And Joe Mann says that you feels really good, which is obviously better than hearing that he has yeah. pain, because if he continued to have pain, I'd be even more worried. With all that being said, we still have no idea when he's going to come back. Yeah, and I mean, I really don't know what to say about that other than it sucks. We Usually with things like this, we get some kind of timetable for a return. Or we at least get some progress reports, and we have absolutely no idea uh, what the plan is after he's pitched. And that that stinks. I don't like it. Yes, yes, it does. We don't have a timetable for Darvish. We don't have a timetable for Bryant, and we don't have a timetable for Brandon Morrow. And Brandon Morrow is another guy where you could say you can you can get along okay without your closer for a little bit, but you know what? I think you have to get him back real soon because this bullpen has worked its butt off. Luckily, Pedro Strope has closed out a few games. Luckily, Carl Edwards Jr. is back. Uh, luckily, you're still getting some decent outings out of Rosario, even though you, you've had a few rough, but he's still getting the job done for the most part. But still, man, in the long run, you need your closer healthy. I mean, that's really important. And the Zach Britton stuff really heated up when Brandon Morrow went on the DL. Obviously, they missed out on him. He went to the Yankees. Brand Hand is off the market. So, long story short, you need him back. Yeah, and he's 
he's another one kind of like Bryant where I really I want to believe that he's going to be back soon and he's going to be fine but it wouldn't surprise me if there's something else going on and he's going to miss a big chunk of time I just have this feeling like that might be the news that breaks within the next couple of days I really hope I'm wrong about that but I just have this really horrible feeling that that's going to happen that's kind of what I'm worried about as well, because he's had several nagging injuries throughout the season. Too bad because he's been really efficient. I well, mean, unfortunately because, he's older and he's got a lot of miles on him, but he's been good. But I mean, what are we supposed to think when you're, you, you go on the DL and you're eligible now to come off the DL and you say, I'm not ready to come off. Like, what are we supposed to think? You, you know, they're, all I could think of is that there's something worse going on. That's what I think. Right. Or it, right. It, the inflammation is more severe. Yeah, I would, I would say that is the, the logical assumption to make is that something it's worse than what they originally thought. Yeah, and the other thing is, is that if you noticed in his last outing, it was right before the All Star break. He got the save against the Padres people saw right away his velocity was down. And when your velocity is down, when you're a guy who throws hard, I mean, that right there is a flag. So yeah. when he went on the DL, it wasn't exactly surprising. You know, that stuff just worries you for the long run. And again, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what's going on. But when you hear there's no timetable, he's got inflammation and he was losing velocity, I mean that that right there that just worries you. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little bit worried too, to be honest with you. And things are not uh, too peachy in Wrigleyville at the moment. There's a lot going on, a lot of things that could potentially screw some stuff up. It's lucky for the Cubs that the Brewers are skidding pretty hard at the moment. Um, and that's the that's the frustrating thing is that the Cubs it feels like they're so close to having Darvish, Bryant, Morrow, all those guys back and going again. It you know, but at the same time it also feels like they could have none of those guys for the rest of the year. Like that's it's so frustrating knowing that it could go either way. That we're just so in the dark right now as to their status and a lot hinges on them. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. And it's got to be tough on them, too. I'm sure they want to be out there, all of them, and playing whatever position they play and contributing to the team. It's got to really hurt them, too, as well. Uh, the whole thing with you, Darvish, is if he's not healthy, then it affects your rotation greatly, and it could affect what you do at the trade deadline because there's a lot more rumors saying the Cubs are going to go after a starter, and more starters are now off the market. So it's like, who do you go after? You can't afford a top starter, like a top one or two. You don't have the assets to trade for it. But you need somebody, I think, right now. If if you are very unsure about you, Darvish, you need somebody. Even if it's a four or five, the uncertainty of Darvish creates the situation. And again, it's not Darvish's fault. When you're hurt, you're hurt. It's just that's the situation it is. We don't know when he's coming back. Right, and you know, I think the Cubs do need to address the rotation in some way. Uh, we're not sure exactly what they're going to do. They haven't really announced 
their plans, uh, what they're thinking, but uh, the Cubs do not have the prospects to pull off a trade for somebody like Jacob DeGrom, as we've talked about. Uh, they do have the major league players to maybe get somebody like Jacob DeGrom, because if they offered up a package of like Ian Happ and Kyle Schwarber and Addison Russell, something like that, that could potentially make the Mets uh, semi-competitive again soon, I think they would do that. But I think that would be a huge mistake for the Cubs to do that because that's a, those guys are a huge part of why they are where they are right now in right. first place. So uh, I think that realistically uh, it should be uh, – the target goal should be to go after a four or five type guy, somebody who, you know, is going to struggle from time to time but uh, will eat innings, you know, not walk a ton of guys, just – you know, kind of save the bullpen some work. That would be good enough for me. And uh, I would prefer if it's possible for the Cubs to address that issue from within rather than trading uh, for anybody. But, you know, like we've said, their, their farm system is basically the elite talent that they had is emptied out. Their, their farm system is not what it was. And so to be honest with you, I don't really care who they part with. It's not going to disappoint me that much. But if they could find a way to patch things up without dealing their top overall prospect or two, then that would be a big win, I think, for the organization. Absolutely. And you got to ask yourself, okay, who's out there that's affordable and that you could trust to be effective? Obviously, the Dark if we're Knight. Talking... Matt Harvey. Oh, no, no. No, no. Yeah, the hero, the hero Gotham deserves, but not the hero that. How does that saying go? <laughs> I'm the hero that. You either Gotham... die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself no, become the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know that. I know that. It's he, he says something else like, "I'm the hero Gotham needs, but not the one they deserve." Or maybe it was the it's, I don't know. It's he's the hero that Gotham needs, but not the one. Or no, it's it's the it's the hero that Gotham deserves, but not the one they need right now. The hell does that mean? I mean, it, at it least sounds I think that was cool, but what the hell does it mean? Uh, Commissioner Gordon said it. I, I'd have to look at the line again. Can you believe that he's movie? The he- oh, he's, he's, the, he's the hero they need, but not the hero they deserve. Or is it the other way? It's the hero they deserve, but not the hero they need. Right. That's what I believe. So what do they need? Goes. What do they need? Um, look, I'm going yeah, to have to go exactly. back and, doesn't make and watch it again. It doesn't make any sense. It's stupid. Sure, it's I'm gonna, line I'm gonna, that sounds cool, but when this. you think about it for a second, it doesn't make any damn sense, and it pisses me off now. Because I, I like that trilogy. It's pretty good, actually. Oh, yeah. Coming from someone trilogy. who generally doesn't really like superhero movies, I find them to be all pretty boring and tedious and not that interesting but that was a good trilogy that was it was really well done but that one line now is is making me mad because i don't think it makes any sense he's the hero gotham deserves but not the one it needs right now that's the line i don't know what that means nobody knows what that means well do you know what it means use your use your cinema intellect to figure it out yeah my cinema, my cinema intellect tells me they should have just wiped that line. Well, 
I don't know. You know good good movies regardless. I I can look oh, yeah. past it, I guess. But yeah. it's gonna bug me I, for Dark a while. Dark Knight's one of my all time favorites. It's good, yeah. I Christian Bale is the best Batman that ever was. Yeah, he's pretty good. I, I, I will agree yeah, there. Going all the way back to Adam West and before that. It, was there anybody before Adam West, or was he the original? TV Adam West Batman? is the first guy I could think of. Maybe there was somebody before that. I don't know. That there that was way been. before our time. But he, yeah, Christian Bale was a hell of a lot better than the, way better than Val Kilmer and and George Clooney. George Clooney, <laughs> what a joke! Yeah, not good. Oh my god, I could like that was. What were they thinking doing a George Clooney Batman? <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. that was not good. You can't get an A-list guy like that to play. It doesn't work. No. no? Just because he's a great actor doesn't mean he fits every uh, role. No. Yeah, and it doesn't work. And boy, the, who they have playing Batman now? It's it's somebody stupid again. Yeah, that's stupid. Actually, Boy, those... I don't mind Ben Affleck as Batman. He's not Christian Bale, but I don't mind him as Batman. Yeah, but they they already ruined it with him though. Like what they've done with him, it it already sucks. And so there's no going, like you can peel the crust off a turd sandwich, but it's still a turd sandwich. And that's where they're at right now. Yeah, DC outside Wonder Woman recently has not done that great. But it's not good. Yeah, bad stuff. Yeah. We anyway, to talk Aff- about baseball again, huh? <laughs> Yeah, Matt Harvey right now with Cincinnati, 450 ERA, 464 FIP, 1221 whip. Yeah, no thank you there. Tell me this. Is there anyone out there you legit would want to go after that's still available, that's still affordable? It's not an easy thing to think about. Um, the name that comes to my head right away is Nate Evaldi from the Rays. Well, he was uh, trained. Somebody- what? Yeah. Where have you been? You're, oh, come on. <laughs> You're kidding me right now. Where'd he go? Yeah. The Red Sox. Where? When did this happen? Like a few days ago. Are you serious? You're. I'm dead serious. Oh, my God. Well, so he's out. Well, no. Call the Red Sox. Yeah, no, probably, that's not probably, happening. Probably not. Okay, well, you know, Native Aldi is the first guy that came to mind. Uh, obviously, I have not done my homework. Did not realize he had already gotten traded. That sucks. Now I'm really disappointed. My night is ruined. Uh, he was traded. Uh, Zach yeah, Britton was traded. Brett Hand was really, traded. I knew. I knew about. I knew about Hand and Britton, but I didn't know about Evaldi. And now, I don't care what the Cubs do now. I don't care if they win another game the rest of the year. Like the the season's ruined for me now. Well, All I I'm wanted sorry. was Nate Evaldi, so now that that's out the window, I don't even care. I'm terribly sorry. I find a new co-host. I don't even like baseball anymore. Okay, that's fair. I was gonna find a yeah. new one anyway. Okay, bye. Bye. Yeah, I I don't know. I I. I was I should clarify that I was joking about Matt Harvey. I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole. I hope that <laughs> the Cubs – I was actually talking about this earlier today, that, that a top-tier team with first-place aspirations is probably not going to go after Matt Harvey. The Cubs, the Dodgers, Yankees, 
teams like that, I don't think are even going to inquire. I think it, it could potentially be fringe teams like uh, the A's or the Mariners, uh, the Braves, maybe teams like that. But I don't think the, sure. the big dogs are going to go knocking for Matt Harvey. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. The guy I actually wanted, and I know some people didn't agree, I was kind of on the J.A. Happ train, but he's on his way to Ugh. New York. At least that's what the that's what the rumors say. So it looks like that's out the window. Um, so scratch that off. J.A. Happ one, to New York? Really? Yeah, that was the conversation throughout most of the day. They said the Yankees were involved, the Cubs were um, involved, and now all the sources are saying that um, they're finalizing a deal, the Yankees and the Jays, for J.A. Happ. So – it's really? not official, but I don't understand. I think it's like, almost is he certain. pitching really well lately, or something? Or what? What am I missing? Like the Yankees don't have anyone on their team who can give him a four-five ERA. I mean, he's got a three-eighty-four FIP, a WHIP of Ooh. under one point two. So he's not great, yeah, but yeah. he's he's a guy lower in the rotation that's solid, and he knows the division. So yeah, I guess if the price is right, I just. It it's just weird to me that the Yankees don't have someone in their system already who's capable of doing that. But that's just I think me. they wanted I, a veteran. I'm used to being wrong on these things, so that's all right. What? Who cares if that veteran's J. A. Happ? <laughs> like what? Thing is, he he really he's really been a solid pitcher the past few years. Yeah, but he's just so like. He's so generic. It I don't know. It's just boring. He's the he's the Dollar General brand soda of pitchers. Man, my host is a child. Anyway, <laughs> um, here's another name I toss out, and I want to get your opinion on this. Mike Fires. What would you say about Mike Fires? Uh. Depends on the cost, I guess. I mean, Mike Fires is he's a decent pitcher, and that, that would give the Cubs another veteran guy, another older guy. Um, he's been pretty good for Detroit this year, decent, I'd say. But a starting pitcher with around a 3-5 ERA, teams just have a tendency to to uh, ask for too much for somebody like that. Right. And I, I, I don't know. I would... I don't even know if I'd give up somebody like Bodie for Mike Fires. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I am probably with you there. If he was really cheap, I wouldn't mind him. Um, but I don't know what Detroit's going to ask for. The last guy that a lot of people are talking about right now is Cole Hamels. This year, his raw numbers do not look good at all. But the splits are kind of weird and that his road splits are a lot, lot worse than his away splits. On the road, he's got a sub-3 ERA and a 1.2 whip. At home, he's got a 6.41 ERA and a 1.5 whip. It's almost like the course field effect. And Arlington is a hitter-friendly place. And he could potentially not be that expensive at this point, even though he does have another year on his contract. So if the price is right, then maybe Cole Hamels is a person to look at. I don't know. What's your take on Cole Hamels? 
I am 100% trading for Cole Hamels. If it was 2008. There you have it. If it was 2008. Oh, okay. No, no, okay. of course not. Okay. I I don't care what the splits are, okay? I I'm not trading a wet carrot for Cole Hamels, all right? That's wow. all. I'm not even going to go into it further. That's all there is to it. No. Absolutely not. Why? Because why would you? I mean, even if it's cheap, whatever Cole Hamels is going to do, the Cubs the Cubs already have people in their organization who can do what Cole Hamels is going to do. So why like give a, why, why give anything up? Dwayne Underwood? You don't think he, Dwayne Underwood could give the Cubs the big a, leagues. You don't think I don't care. Trot him out there right now. There's no difference to me. Cole Hamels is hovering around a five ERA. You know, if Dwayne Underwood's doing a little, it doesn't matter the difference because either way it's bad and they're going to be losing games. So I don't care. No. I don't know. Yeah, if he was really cheap, I'd take him. I'd take him. What's been cheap? around the what? block? His, away from Arlington, he's been pretty good. I'd take him. Around the block doesn't mean anything to me. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, again, if if the price was like a decent prospect or like a position player on the Cubs, yeah, I'm I'm not saying yes to that. I I don't I want mean, to sound like I'd give up anything for him, but if he if you got an absolute bargain on him where you barely gave up anything, I'd do it. I don't know if that'd be I the guess. case, but I'm just saying if the if that scenario presented itself, I'd do it. But again, yeah, it to be it fairly. It just seems to me like that. It, for about the same price, they could go in a different direction somewhere else in the league and, and maybe get better results. I feel like that there's a big name factor to Cole Hamels that people uh, spend too much time looking at, because let's face it. If, if this is any other pitcher in the league, any other 34 year old doing what Hamels has done this year, we're not even, he's not even in the discussion. We've never even heard of him. So I just don't think it's the smart play. But, I mean, if they can semi-pro this thing and get him for, like, a used washing machine, then fine. Heck, I will lug that used washing machine to O'Hare Airport if that's going to be the deal. All right. So it's settled then. Washing machine for Cole Hamels. Who says no? All right. I'll take that. I'll take that. Is there anyone on your mind that you'd be interested in for the Cubs getting around the league that's – a that you think is affordable. Do you have any names in mind? Uh, yes, Chris Sale. And if that can't happen, then Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, I'm going to say that's <laughs> not possible. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, maybe uh, maybe an Orioles guy. Maybe somebody like Gosman or Bundy. They're not great, but uh, you know, they're two guys who are serviceable. Maybe wouldn't cost too much. Kevin Gosman, he's been mediocre. If that costs nothing, I guess I wouldn't mind it. Numbers that's really aren't eye popping, but I mean that's what we're talking about here, though, isn't it? Trading for mediocre, pretty and, much. I mean, we pretty much established that the by. Cubs, the Cubs are not going for a front line type guy. They're no. they're going to have to go for mediocre because at this point. Somebody who is mediocre would actually be, you know, that would be a helpful addition to the rotation right now, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, you're really just looking at someone to get you by. I mean, let's play this scenario out. 
let's say you Darvish eventually does come back and you have your guy to help get you by for a while. If you looked at the postseason with you Darvish back, whoever you get, as long as everyone else is healthy, wouldn't be in the rotation because it would be Lester Hendricks, Quintana, Darvish. That's if Darvish comes back. I'm not saying he's not coming back, but the way it's going right now, who the heck knows when he's coming back? We don't know. We don't have a timetable. Yeah, so, that's, that's I mean, looking ahead further than I want to, though, because I right. still, because they still, we can't take this for granted. I mean, there, there's absolutely a chance that the Cubs don't win the division. I think they oh, could, but they, but they cannot afford uh, to sit tight and act like they've got this in the bag already. And no, of even if not. Darvish. Even if Darvish comes back, uh, I'd take Dylan Bundy or Kevin Gosman over Tyler Chatwood. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to skip ahead and get ahead of myself, but I'm just saying if if what they're doing is getting a guy to get them by, I just don't think that this move is going to be intended for the postseason because it's not going to be. It's going to be intended for the regular season. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, I, I agree with that 100% because they've, in all honesty, they've probably already got uh, their playoff guys on the staff right now. I don't know. There's nobody they're going to trade for that's going to end up being uh, a postseason starter, barring some sort of insane second-half run. Right, because the only guys that you'd be trading for for a postseason roster spot at this point really would be a reliever not Bullpen. a starter right and on i think that might end up being what they do i don't even know if they're they're going to trade for a mediocre starter i almost feel like they're just going to try to go out there and get a couple uh solid bullpen arms nobody you know nobody elite no no kind of blockbuster reliever i don't even know if there's really any of those guys left out there to get but I think they'll just do kind of a quick fix thing and get some guys that can start eating some innings late in the game because they've they've kind of faltered of late some of the guys that they were depending on earlier in the year and could be a problem down the road. Who knows? You know, one thing that you could maybe consider is that if they make a big bullpen move, that they would maybe consider for the time being putting Jesse Chavez in the starting rotation. I know that his starting numbers as of recent have not been good at all. His better numbers have been in the bullpen, but if you needed to have him spot start every now and then just to get by until Darvish comes back, you may see that without a trade. I'd be willing to give Chavez a shot in the rotation for a while because I mean, even if he's terrible, I mean, it can't be worse than what Luke Farrell did. And we all pretty much expected Luke Farrell to do what he did. Yeah, I, I've said this earlier to other people that Luke Farrell, I liked him as a reliever. I didn't mind having him as a reliever. But, yeah, I think it's pretty clear that he shouldn't be starting games. No, I, hopefully that was his last start with the Chicago Cubs. I would imagine that it was. I really Probably. Would. Probably. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a very small sample size of Jesse Chavez, but in his four relief innings, hasn't given up a run, hasn't given up a hit, hasn't given up a walk. Like, he's looked really good. It's a very small sample size, but you got to like what you've seen from the guy. That could be one of those 
really low-risk, high-reward moves because you gave up an unknown prospect, even though the prospect was doing pretty good. He wasn't in, like, the top list. You gave up a pretty much unknown to get this guy. So you gave up nothing to get him. You know, he could pay off really well. And the Cubs have had a track record of doing really good work with getting bullpen slash pitching reinforcements for nothing, whether it's waiver claims or small trades. I mean, look at the 2015 bullpen. A lot of those guys were small trades and waiver claims, and it worked. They've had a good track record of doing that. Yeah, and I think that's what they should do. Go for go for the small move, you know, nothing that breaks the bank, but something that can tie you over for a while. Uh, because, you know, we've talked about this a lot, that the Cubs have had to overcome a lot of obstacles this season, and they're still in first place. So they're okay the way they are. So they don't mm-hmm. need to make they don't need to make a huge splash before the deadline uh, to clear the hurdle to get in, finish in first place. I think that they're already on the right track to finish there. I just don't think that they can take it for granted. Uh, which starting Luke Farrell was kind of doing that. I, they can't play around like that anymore. No, and I don't think you'll see much more of that. I think that it was at least a game where they played against a a non-division team, so at least there was that. At least it wasn't against the Cardinals or the Brewers. I'd be a bit more upset if that were the case. I mean, uh, maybe, but, I mean, even you lose, you're still running the risk of the Brewers, Cardinals, Pirates winning that same day. I mean, it still makes a difference. I guess. I mean, I'm really not that upset about it at this point because they got pretty much owned by whoever was pitching on the Diamondbacks. I can't remember anyway, but, you know, uh, I get what you it mean. Was, it was Corbin, wasn't it? Was it Patrick Corbin? Yeah, I think it was Patrick Corbin. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah he was Yeah, he was dynamite that night. Jeez. Yes, he was. That was stupid. You know, uh, is it, I think it's Godly tomorrow, and he's gettable. Yeah, uh, Godley versus... But it's also Chatwood on the Cubs end, so the offense is going to have to show up, maybe. But, you know, Godley hasn't been great either, and he's got a fairly high whip. It's not Chatwood high, but but he is walking some guys and giving up a lot of hits. So tomorrow's a winnable game, for sure. And considering how poorly they played the last couple days, a split would be okay with me. Yeah, for sure. And the Diamondbacks are a pretty solid team. They got a lot of yeah, good pitchers. Good. They got a lot of good hitters. So they're a good team. Yeah. I mean, they're in a I don't tight re- race. I don't the respect Dodgers. their uniforms at all. It, their uniforms are well, who just does? stupid bush league crap. They look like they look like an arena football team. They those jerseys look like they should be being sold at, at pump and pantries. You know. Yeah, they're not good. I wish they'd bring yeah. back their throwback purples. I loved those. Those were cool. Yeah. It, loved those. Basically, anything that Randy Johnson wore is going to be that I'm on board with. Yeah. Touche. Touche. One last thing I wanted to bring up. Uh, it's a less serious note, but we've seen a lot of position players pitch for the Cubs the past few days. It's an effort to save mm-hmm. the bullpen. It's worked really hard. Unfortunately, the starting pitching has not been as efficient as we wanted. Really the most efficient start, or at least gutsy performance, I'd say. John Lester against the Diamondbacks, six really good innings. And then Jose Quintana, 
seven innings, grinded out 121 pitches, didn't necessarily have his best stuff, but he kept going as the game went along. He got stronger. You got to give a lot of credit to him. But um, yeah, he's, he's been player. great lately. He's. Yeah, I don't he know has. that. I don't know if people realize that he's been pretty good as of late. And I, I think he's been that the best guy lately. I if I think that you know, if you could take away his starts against the Atlanta Braves, I think people would be surprised how good his numbers overall would look. If you could just take away every game he's pitched against Atlanta. He'd have an ERA in the low threes, I believe. I saw a stat. I don't know if it was Chris Kampka, but... I think it would be better than that. It could be. It would be really good. Let's just say that. Those two starts against Atlanta really blew up his ERA a lot. Yeah, if I remember right, I was looking at the Kampka tweet, too, that he's got something like a 16 uh, point something ERA against the Braves this year. Kamka also pointed out that, like, in his last 15 games, he has a high twos ERA or yes. a really low three. It's somewhere in there, but it's really efficient. Right. And, you know, if you consider what Quintana is, he's basically their, their number three starter. A 3.87 ERA from your number three starter is not that bad. That's really it's, – it's not as good as we expected. It's not as good as we thought we'd get from Quintana, but – Big picture, all things considered, that's it's not that bad. No, it's not. And I wrote about Quintana's numbers. The biggest problem with him this year is the walks because he's usually a really low walk guy. This year, it's almost double his normal average. Uh, it's like 4.2 walks per nine. It's usually like 2.1 or 2.2, but the strikeouts are up. His career average, yeah. Yeah, the strikeouts are up. The hits per nine are down. The home runs are a little higher, but not that much. If he was walking guys at the normal rate and not as high as it is now, he'd probably be having one of his best career years. Yeah, and you know what? It might just be one of those things where he needs a little more time to uh, develop some better chemistry with the catchers that he's using now with Contreras, you know. Sure. It's not something we think about a lot, but, you know, he had a whole career on the south side of Chicago where he was comfortable and and everything was familiar to him. And it's, you know, we kind of forget sometimes, I think, that this is still a relatively new environment for him. That's very true. I definitely agree. Um, Quickly before we get out, I want to go back to the position players pitching. Rizzo finally got to pitch. He threw two pitches, got a fly out. It was a nice little bright spot in a bad game. Um, I don't think I've ever seen this many position players pitch like in a short amount of time for one team. No, and let's hope we don't see the Cubs have to do that again. Yeah, because as fun as it is, you don't want to make a habit of that because that means you're down by a lot and that your bullpen is burned out. So while it's fun, it's also not a good scenario. Spot on. Hey, though, Rizzo said that that pitching outing, that was it. He'll retire with a 0-0 ERA. Good for him. That's awesome. Man, wow. Cy Young, Hall of Fame. But his FIP is 316, according to baseball reference. Oh, oh my God. (laughs) Wow. I, I thought that was kind of funny when I saw that. 
What a loser. Hey, Got a him. 316 fifth is respectable. It's pretty good, nah. actually. Yeah, well, not good enough. Oh, well. All two of those pitches, man. I mean, that's that's a huge All sample saying, size. Mm. Could it have been worse? Yeah. Could it have been better? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you know what's cool, though? Is that Joe Madden totally deked him before he was going to pitch in the eighth inning, and he had Caratini. I thought that was hilarious. Oh, I wasn't aware of that. I I need to pay closer attention to these things. Yeah, honestly, it's I just, just saw like the replay the, of that because... When getting like this, I just like, yeah, I don't really even want to... I just flip it to cornhole or something. Yeah, I didn't really watch the game after like the fifth inning. I had to go out anyway, so I missed everything. I just caught up uh, via Twitter on all the videos there. Wow. Well, if it was on Twitter, then you you got to believe it. That's true. They can't put anything on the internet that's not true, including this right. podcast and everything we say. Yep. Well, I would love to say more, but we are out of time. Adam, thanks as usual for coming on the show. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. This may be your last. Just kidding. We'll be back next week. Have a good night. Working from home is kind of my thing. And since I switched to a wireless plan from AT&T, I get reliable home internet on them. So you won't find me stuck in traffic or crammed on the L. But you might find me video conferencing with New York in a cleanly pressed shirt. And my boxers. Because my wireless plan helps me be more productive at work. Even when I'm technically at home and likely pantsless. Come into an AT&T store and find out how you can get home internet on us. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. Limited Chicago offer. See store for details. You've reached the High Fashion Hotline. Hi, my family's going to a concert in the park, and we want our style to be the main attraction. Rock over to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, right now get up to 50% off jeans from 15 bucks for adults, 10 bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Up to 50% off jeans for the family? That's music to my ears. Plus, now you can get in and out of the store in a flash with buy online, pick up in store. It's fun, fast, and free. Styles that take center stage and free pick up in store when I buy online? Old Navy, here we come. High Fashion, Old Navy. About 720 to 729, select styles only.